Hey! Hello. What's what, up? What's up? Oh, you know. So, I'm a victim of a crime. <laughs> it was only a matter of time. Um, it had to be one of us. I'm unfortunate. I'm, it's very unfortunate. You're unfortunate? Is that what you were going to say? I, yes, I am unfortunate. <laughs> Do you want to talk about it? Yeah, so somebody broke into our car and stole our garage door opener. Fucking asshole. And so we have disabled said garage oh, uh, door, so you may not enter. <laughs> I disabled my entire garage. It's no longer usable. <laughs> yes, so I'm annoyed about it, though. Yeah, that Very sounds like a giant pain in the ass. Yep. People I'm suck. so sorry. It's okay. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I'm just kidding. And, like, didn't it happen, like, basically up the street from your house, too? Like... Yes, it happened very... Or someone... It happened to somebody else. Yes, it happened to somebody else, and they had a bunch of stuff stolen, though, and we did not. So, so super fun. So, I'm very grateful that actually nothing has been stolen. Exactly. And hopefully... Well, you disabled it, so they can't get in anyways, so... Yeah, no. And you have to be some kind of dumb to break into our house, though. <laughs> Truly, like there's a whole ass cop in your house, <laughs> and, and a whole a, ass member of the armed forces. <laughs> yeah, and a, a veteran of the United the United States Air Force, and a pit bull. Yes. And <laughs> she might be a scary and a cat, mother, but she sounds mean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I mean, though, honestly, Dingo would probably eat a person breaking in. I was gonna Harlow. say it wouldn't be Harlow. <laughs> Harlow would be like, "Hey, what up?" <laughs> no, when um I went into labor with the baby, and we went to the hospital. Mm-hmm. My mom came over. It was like late. It was in the middle of the night. And my mom walks in and Harlow, she said Harlow barked and then ran away and hid behind the couch. Because she, she wasn't expecting my mom to come. <laughs> like your mom's like one of her favorite people. Like <laughs> it, She is. It was She was not prepared. Honestly hilarious. So <sighs> damn That's dog. awesome. Anyways. Am I first this week or are you first? Um, I'm an eject- I think I'm I think first. I'm first, but no, I could be mistaken. I'm first. Oh, okay. Whatever. Yes. It's fine. I know. Cause you oh, did... yeah, because we talked about your McChickens. <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> that was at the end, right? Yes. So. <laughs> McChickens. Okay. So mine right, is, it. It's a, it was a cold case, and now it is not, but it's interesting. So oh. I'm going to go for it. Give it to me. Okay. So December 20th of 1980. So that's like going to be 40 years ago at the end of the end of this year holy shit yeah wow whoa y'all are old if you were born in 1980 <laughs> just kidding um 18 year old john riggins and sabrina gonzalves 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 i got it i went to high school with someone who that was their last name so i think um, that's the only reason i figured that out wow guys so sorry <laughs> Um, they've Mom vanished Brady. from Davis, California, um, which it, for those of you who do not know, it is west of Sacramento, about 20 minutes. Isn't that like the cow capital or some shit of the state? I have no idea. <laughs> I think I made that up, but I'm also pretty sure that it is also true. We'll go with it. Cal- Davis, um, California, aka the cow capital of California. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Hashtag, you know, we don't know. <laughs> okay. Anyways. So, 18-year-old John Riggins and Sabrina Gonzalez Gonzalez, goddammit, <laughs> vanished from Davis, California after working a performance of the Davis Children's Nutcracker. They were both freshmen at the University of California, Davis. 
They were supposed to meet up for a surprise birthday party for Sabrina's sister, Andrea, that evening. I'm having a hard time with names today. So sorry. <laughs> Fantastic. But... You're so shook by the robbery of your um, garage door opener that you can't read. I am. I'm a little thrown off by it. And I mean, I... honestly, I would be too. And I've, I've slept like ass for the last like four days. So it's fine. Ugh. I'm so sorry. <sighs> Dang, kids. Um, <laughs> two days later, Riggins' van was found abandoned on Highway 50 and Hazel Avenue, about 30 miles east of Davis. Inside the van was ransacked. There were gifts, um, because they were going to, uh, Sabrina's sister's, like, birthday party that evening. The, the gifts were inside the van, including a blanket, um, that was intended for her, for, uh, Sabrina's sister. Um, they had been, like, unwrapped and left in the van. However, um, the investigators said there wasn't anything to indicate that there had been something horrible that had happened at that point. So they thought that Mm -hmm. they were still alive. But a few hours later, the couple's bodies were found about a mile away near Folsom Boulevard and Aerojet Road. um, I'm assuming in Sacramento. Discarded in a ravine. Um, Both of their throats had been slashed. There was duct tape around their eyes and their mouth. Sabrina had been sexually assaulted and John had a head injury so the investigators um, kind of thought that he had tried to protect her and he was hit in the head. Oh that's really sad. It really is sad. Uh, Investigators believed that they had a serial killer on their hands just because it was so gruesome which you know I mean that's such a random crime to have happen. Yeah. Um, the crime scene indicated some planning in the attack. Uh, the perpetrator had a sharp knife and duct tape with them. So that wasn't something that they just found. Um, they weren't able to identify who did it though. Six years later, so 1986, a tip had um, police revisiting another double murder that had happened around the same time frame. 22-year-old Craig Miller was found near Bass Lake in El Dorado County. He had been shot in the head three times. His girlfriend, Mary Beth Sowers, had gone missing. Um, they were a college couple also abducted from a public place and killed execution style. Jesus However, Christ. yeah, it really is awful. Um, police were able to quickly make an arrest in that case and convicted the suspect Gerald Gallego. Uh, Gallego had an airtight alibi for uh, Sabrina and um, John's murder. He was in jail, so he couldn't have committed these. Yeah, so there's no way he could have done that. Um, But it led police to an interesting theory, and they ran with it. So nine years after this happened, 1989, Mm -hmm. David Hunt, Sulin Hunt, uh, Richard Thompson and Doug Lanier were charged with these these murders. Um, police believed that David Hunt had orchestrated the crime to throw suspicion away from his brother, Gerald Gallego. What the fuck? Yeah. But oh my god! So three years later, they're like in jail. This mm-hmm. is in 1992. Um, these four people are in jail. Criminalists with the California Department of Justice were reviewing the evidence in um, John and Sabrina's case when they found semen stains on the blanket from the van. So they didn't realize this for like three years? Yeah. No, this was a total of 12 years later. Oh my God. Yeah. So investigators um, didn't really believe at the time that there was any evidentiary value to the blanket. However, there was enough DNA to compare with the four defendants and they didn't match. And so prosecutors I feel were, like that's so, like, such bad police work. How do you not notice yeah, that? But at the same time, in the 80s, DNA was not a thing. I mean, I guess. I mean, 
So the prosecutors dismissed the charges, but by then the hunt group, like those four guys, had been in jail for that whole time, those three years. Um, In 2002, Joel Davis's book about this case generated interest again. So this is a total of 22 years later. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, They ran the DNA profile through the National Database, and they actually got a hit. Um, Richard Joseph Hirschfield, he hadn't even been like a suspect. Uh, He had been serving time for child molestation in Washington State, and he had been actually convicted of a rape in 1975 in Northern California. So this um, is absolutely bonkers. Yeah, he. It was determined that Hirschfield had two friends who lived in Davis, right across the street from the condo that Andrea and Sabrina shared, which is no. likely where he saw them, um, and that's where the authorities believe that John and Sabrina were abducted from. Um, several months later, jo- Joseph Hirschfield, uh, Richard's younger brother, was interviewed about. Uh, his brother's whereabouts during the time of these murders. Joseph had a house near Sacramento at the time um, that John and Sabrina were killed, just a few miles away from where their bodies were dumped. A day after the police had interviewed him, he committed suicide um, by sitting in his car. Um, he basically died of carbon monoxide poisoning. He left a note that said, I've been living with this horror for 20 years. Richard did commit those murders, but I was there. I didn't kill anyone, but my DNA is in there. His DNA. Holy fucking shit. Yeah. I am losing my mind right now. If y'all could see my face, like every like layer that she like undid, I'm just like my jaws dropping further and further. Yep. Yeah. Oh my God. It says, um, his DNA was actually not found in the van, but if he, I mean, he probably thought that. Right. Yeah. Um, investigators aren't really sure what role he played in the murder. Um, and obviously they wouldn't because he died. Um, right. In 2004, Hirschfeld was extradited to California after he um, did his time for the molestation charge in Washington. Um, he is was charged with two counts of first-degree murder. Um, also, he was charged with four special circumstances, um, it, basically alleging multiple murders and murder in the commission of kidnapping, rape, and oral copulation. So I'm not really sure exactly, like, what that means, like – legally yeah. but um he was convicted on all counts but it means you're a bad bad person yeah pretty much um prosecutors were seeking the death penalty and the jury confirmed the death sentence in 2013 it was 32 years after the murders had occurred i covered this case because i feel like that's probably not just like a one-off especially if no. he had been convicted of murder in also in northern california and then uh, or not murder, but rape, and then, a, a, like, another, basically, rape charge somewhere else. So the odds are that yeah. there's more victims. Um, yeah, probably in some capacity, at least. Yes, so either rape victims or um, maybe more murder victims. Who knows? But That is absolutely wild. Yes. I, I have never heard of that before. Yes. Like, did the Omar or Oscar Gallego, that name sounded familiar to me? Gerald. Gerald Gallego. But, never yeah, mind. it's because... Um, the girls from My Favorite Murder just covered the Galego murders. That is probably why it yeah. sounds familiar to me. Um, but I got my, my information from CBS News, uh, an article by Troy Roberts, and then the Davis Enterprise uh, with an article by Lauren Keen. Wow. Yeah. It's very sad, though. They're, they're yeah, such a beautiful couple, and, you know, they probably had so much going for them, and yeah, just some loser <laughs> just happened just by chance. It's just like, mm-hmm. what are the odds of that? I don't know, because, like, what, he lived across the street from them? 
he was visiting friends who lived that's what it was yeah so it's like just by chance and it's awful god like truly like wrong place at the wrong time absolutely this episode is sponsored by ballsy Ladies, have you been racking your mind trying to figure out what to get your man for Valentine's Day? I know that Wes always says he doesn't want anything when I ask him. So this year, I'm going to surprise him with a gift that'll be nice for both of us. Ballsy makes high-quality men's personal care products that help even the stankiest swamp ass smell fresh. I'm thinking I'll probably order the I'm Nuts About You gift set, which includes the following. It contains ball wash, which is an activated charcoal wash that's packed with essential oils and plant extracts. I'm sure you can guess where that's supposed to be used. Uh, it also contains a nut rub, which is a solid cologne for keeping your boys below as well as your full body smelling fresh. And it comes in six different fragrances. And last, but definitely not least, it comes with a <laughs> bottle of sack spray, which is a portable deodorizing spray, which is great for freshening up on the go. It's also perfect for your gym bag or after a workout or anytime there's no time for a shower. This gift set normally retails for $45, but you can use our promo code HOT20 to save 20% off your purchase. There's actually another exclusive set that I've been eyeing, the Your Incredibles Heart Box, which includes three nut rub solid clones, including a limited edition V-Day only scent, Drift and Dunes. They also make shampoo and conditioner, so you'll be smelling great from your head to your head. All of Ballsy's products are made in the USA with high-quality ingredients such as essential oils and plant extracts, and are always free of parabens, sulfates, and synthetic dyes. When shopping for that special man in your life this Valentine's Day, don't go for the same lame stuff that everybody else does. Ringing in at under $50, Ballsy gift sets are the way to go and will make both of you happy. Don't forget to use our code HOT20 to save yourself 20%. So, um, I found this on Reddit, um, shocker, um, <laughs> written by a user named Mayhem in the Desert. All right. Um, so this is the abduction and murder of Kim Bryant in Las Vegas. Okay. Um, so 16-year-old Kim Bryant just finished registering for classes at Western High School the morning of January 26, 1979. Um, she and a friend crossed a Decatur Boulevard, one of the busiest roads in Las Vegas, and waited in front of a Dairy Queen for their rides. Several other teens were hanging out in a nearby parking lot. A parent picked up Kim's friend at around 10, 10 a.m., Kim called her boyfriend from a payphone and was waiting for him to pick her up. Um, when he arrived at 10.30, there was no sign of Kim. At noon, a motorist spotted a backpack in the center median on uh, Decatur Boulevard. When she examined it, it had Kim's ID and belongings inside of it. Police believe whoever took Kim uh, came back to toss the backpack in the road. Her body was found a month later in the desert at an intersection of Buffalo and Charleston. She had been sexually assaulted and killed with a blow to the head from a nearby rock. Uh, months passed with no leads, but in August of 1979, two classmates of Kim had their memories refreshed after an article about the case ran in the local newspaper, and they were able to give the uh, police a description of two men driving a 1955 or 1957 Chevy with a silver primer paint and light spots who had verbally accosted Kim while she was waiting in front of the Dairy Queen. Kim told the guys to get lost, words were exchanged, and the Chevy sped away down the road. The driver was uh, likely in his early 20s with medium brown hair and possibly a mustache. The passenger had long, scraggly blonde hair, and the girls were able to give police um, enough to create a sketch of the passenger. The witnesses said the same men that had accosted Kim had approached them a week earlier and tried to entice the girls into their car with an offer to sell them jewelry. So basically, he wanted them to join a pyramid scheme. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. That reminds me, did I ever finish telling you that story of the person at the Ross? 
No. Or did I tell you about that at all? I don't think you have. Oh my god. Oh, I think I, was, I told my friend Mackenzie. So, you're gonna fucking die. Okay. <laughs> I, I went to Ross the other day after work to pick up that belt that I wore with yeah. that dress yeah. over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, Go to peep her Instagram if you're curious what I'm talking about, because she looks hot. <laughs> Thanks, dude. You're welcome. <laughs> um, I went to a really uh, awesome wedding that uh, my former boss had over the weekend. It was the dopest thing ever. Um, the I, th- I think I was telling you this. Yeah. The cocktail hour was in a train. I'm here for that. Yeah, and they served margaritas and chips and salsa, which is, like, totally on brand for them. Legit. Like, I'm here for that. I'm too. pretty sure she lived off of chips, salsa, and margaritas for a period of her life. I kind of want some. I know. That actually sound, no. sounds bomb all over again. Yes, it does. Um, it was at this really cool place, um, and then the dinner was, like, Mexican food also. Yeah. And then they had, like, a donut bar. Ooh, I like that, because yeah. I don't like cake. Yeah, like, wedding cake is, like, normally just, like, kind of gross. Yeah. Like... It just, and it's, it, so it's never really that great. I mean, I will say I really enjoyed mine, but mine literally came from Safeway. So. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't know. I'm, sh- I don't know if I ate your, I was kind of drunk at your wedding. Actually, I was really drunk Same. at your wedding. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So anyways, I go to Ross to pick up this belt to wear with this dress that yeah. I'm going to this wedding, going to wear to this wedding. Right. And I always take a little stroll down the aisle that has like the you know, like coffee syrups and yeah. shit like that. Cause they usually sell those like sugar-free coffee syrups for mm-hmm. like $3 mm-hmm. when normally they're like 12 at like world market or uh, wherever. So I'm like looking at stuff and then I like see like a couple of like glass Tupperwares, which are my favorite Tupperwares. So yeah. I was like, Oh, maybe I'll pick these up. I'm you know kind of picking up looking at the price. And then this girl with a baby comes up and she was like, Oh, um, something about meal prep containers. She, you know, grabs a stack mm-hmm. of the plastic ones and uh, she's like, oh, have you used these before? Like, do you like these? Like, do you like these kind? And I was like, um, yeah, those are cool, but like, I, I prefer glass personally. And then she looks at me, sets them down, and says, yeah, me too. And then <laughs> it was very weird. <laughs> okay. um, and then she was like, oh, I was, I was wearing my college sweatshirt. Yeah. She was like, oh, are you, um, like, what year are you at St. Mary's? I was like, oh, I graduated like almost five years ago. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm just wearing the sweatshirt. And, you know, she's like, you know, being very chatty Kathy, and I'm just like, Bitch, I just met you. <laughs> I'm just you're trying to a shop lot of here. questions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to, you know, get some fucking pumpkin spice, you know, flavor from my coffee and a belt and, and get home. Deuces. Yeah, and she's like asking me 20 questions about like, oh, like, what do you do for a living? You know, like, oh my God, are you married? Oh my God, do you have kids? I bet you want kids. And like, she's like going on and on. It's very oh God. overwhelming. It's and I'm just like, for- please stop talking to me. I'm like hoping to God that somebody will shoot me a text message or call me so I can be like, oh, got a blast. Yeah. <laughs> And then she was like, um, oh, yeah, my son is, like, eight months old or whatever. And, um, I, you know, I had to leave my job because, you know, maternity leave. And then I just I – I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. But, you know, but I really wanted to start making some money on the side, and I found this business. Oh, oh my God. Have you ever heard of Herbalife? Oh, my God. <laughs> and I was like, you know, I, I'm trying really hard to be nice at this point. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm just like, I don't want to join your fucking pyramid scheme. Right. Like, I'm no, 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 no. absolutely not. And <laughs> – um, I was like, you know, I, I actually, you know, I don't have a lot of free time. You know, I, I just, you know, have a couple businesses that I'm running. Like, sorry, yeah. like that's not going to work for me. And then she was just like, oh, you, that actually does sound like you're a very busy person. So like maybe she's like, well, like, you can just like post on Instagram. And I was like, no, <laughs> like, no, thanks. And then like on cue, her baby started like hysterically crying and she's like, okay, gotta go now. <laughs> oh my Bye. gosh. You know, I, there's one girl I follow on, on Instagram. She literally has in her bio, I'm not interested in your pyramid scheme and I am here for it. That is spectacular. I honestly. Know. Uh, 
Because, like, you know how many fucking DMs I've gotten oh, over the years? same. Like, or, no. like, Facebook messages from someone you haven't talked to in literally 12 years. Yep. Oh, I hate those. I'm like, absolutely not. Well, and the best part is they literally always start with, hey, girl. I know. Always. <laughs> haven't talked to you in forever. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, the picture that you posted the other day is so cute. Anyways, <laughs> do you want to be a boss? Right. <laughs> no. Boss, babe. Hashtag. Yeah, and there's, like, 18 emojis. Yep. Okay, anyways. That was our tangent okay. today. That's that our was TED our talk. tangent. That was our TED talk about. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I don't think that these men wanted to get these girls to join a pyramid scheme. However, probably not. That's exactly what this you know article made it sound like. <laughs> um, so they wanted to sell them jewelry. The girls refused to enter the Chevy. The men became angry and sped, sped away. Um, nobody matching the suspect's description, who the police described as quote grubby hippie types, were ever located. Which I mean, like it was the late seventies. Like I'm pretty sure ninety percent of them were grubby hippie types. Um, especially in the desert in Vegas, like, yeah. Um, so interestingly enough, the most consistent fact from the very earliest reporting on the case was that Kim was approached by the two young men in the Chevy before she disappeared. Because there wasn't, like, too, too much detail, but that was the one thing that was, like, very consistent through, like, all of the, all the stories and then the people coming forward later. Um, so in 1980, Ronnie Lee Fain, who had spent most of his life in prison, was arrested for the murder of local Las Vegas roofer Bobby Jean Thomas. But Fain had a story to tell the prosecutors. The reason he killed Bobby Thomas was because Thomas had confessed to the rape and murder of Kim Bryant, causing Fain to become compelled en- enough to avenge the dead girl. Hmm. Thomas had been stabbed several dozen times and left in the desert on... Uh, he was left in the desert on January 27th of 1979, the day after Kim's abduction. Dang. Um, and Thomas had previously been convicted in the rape of his teenage stepsister, as well as an assault on a young woman and stranded on that he stranded on the side of the road. Jesus. So it seemed possible that he did have a role in Kim's death. Isn't that fucking Sounds insane? Sounds like a great guy. Absolute wonderful human being. Um, probably also sold Cutco knives. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, I'm sorry. I'm I'm like on one today. It's, I'm, like I said, keep it going. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, Fane had passed two different polygraph exams, and his guilty plea was accepted. But the detective working on the Thomas murder case noted that noted that some witnesses said that Kim was at least was last seen alive in a car with four men, meaning that at least three suspects still remained. Um, after Fane's guilty plea, he attempted to retract his confession and pled insanity. Another fact calling Fane's credibility into question is that he also stabbed another Vegas man several dozen times and left his remains in the downtown area of the city in December of 1978, so a month before this. Jeez. Yeah. This was allegedly as a part of an effort by Fane to establish a Manson-like cult in the Vegas area. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Fane may have just had a propensity for stabbing people. <laughs> because that worked really well for Charles Manson. A thousand percent. Speaking of, and I was going to save this for our, like, fun facts thing at the end, but yeah. I just started Helter Skelter on Audible. Uh-huh. Holy shit, dude. Is it Fucking crazy? bonkers. I feel like it's one of those things that's just so, like, overdone, so I've never been super interested in it. You know, I hadn't been until recently. I had heard someone else, you know, mention that they had read it, and they were like, holy shit. Like, I didn't realize, like, all of the, like, ins and outs of things. Yeah. It's very interesting. Oh, okay. Um well, I mean, um, f- I didn't re- know realize that there was so much, like, racial tension, I yeah. guess. Like, the, there's so many, like, underlying things, I, I think. Kind of like with the Atlanta child murders. Mm-hmm. 
um, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Very. So when I'm done so. with it, I'll report back fully, but I just started okay. it and it's fucking bonkers. All right. Um, so did you do, where was I? Oh yeah. So he just had a, pers- per- maybe he just had a propensity for stabbing people and an eyewitness, uh, to Kim's abduction, who police only described as a local prominent businessman said that Thomas's Jeep was not the type of vehicle used to abduct Kim. The lead detective on Kim's case was also skeptical of Fane's confession and noted that the polygraph results only showed that Fane believed Thomas had made a mention of assaulting a girl, not necessarily Kim. Um, Another twist in the case occurred when Stephen Peter Morin, a serial killer on a years-long cross-country spree, was linked not only to the Bryant killing, but also to the murders of two other Vegas women between 1979 and 1980. Um, 18-year-old Susan Belote disappeared from a parking lot at the dry cleaners where she worked in 1980. Her body was found off of I-5 in Utah. Uh, She was uh, killed via strangulation. Uh, Months after Belote went missing, 19-year-old Cheryl Daniel disappeared in front of a Las Vegas supermarket. Her body was found just a few miles from Belote's body with a gunshot wound to the head. Police also found a, a macrame belt in Morin's storage that was similar to one that Kim had been wearing the day that she went missing. Um, he also changed his appearance on April of 1980 after news broke of another teenage girl that had been abducted while walking along a street, raped, and left for dead in the same spot where Kim's remains were found, and she had survived. Oh, wow. She survived. Yeah. I can't even imagine. Like, yeah, the no, trauma. thank you. <laughs> Fuck. I know. Imagine all the fucking therapy. Honestly. Yeah. Like, no, thank you. No. Um, an ex-boyfriend of Kim also identified Morin as the man that accompanied Kim on a date to his skating rink about two weeks before she disappeared. Uh, he had made Kim so uncomfortable that she asked her ex-boyfriend for a ride home instead of leaving with Morin, but police never had sufficient evidence to charge him with Kim's slaying. Um, even after his arrest, the head of the Las Vegas Metro Homicide Unit noted several other young women had been found dead in the desert under similar circumstances as Kim Bryant, calling into question whether her killer had remained on the loose after Morin was captured in Texas. If he didn't kill Kim Bryant, then it seems certain others um, unknown were involved at, in her abduction and murder. If that's the case, and given the murder occurred in 1979, it's possible that her killers are still free. Um, it would be very interesting to see if any memories are jogged after all these decades have gone by. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that wild? Yeah. It's so interesting. But, like, these types... Was there, like, DNA or anything with her? Mm Mm-mm. It was just her own. It's just her what? Just her own. Like, her own DNA. (sighs) That's a shame. That's not a lot to work with, is it? No, and her body had been out in the desert for a month, so anything that could have been there is gone. (sighs) That's terrible. Yeah. Huh. Well... Um, so on oh, that bummer. and you know bummer always a bummer uh do you have anything fun and fresh to share with everybody okay it's not fun I'm actually really sad about it but I read an article that all the actors from Mindhunter were released from their contracts and that season three is probably not gonna happen and I'm mm-hmm. really bummed yeah I'm actually really fucking upset about that also <sighs> so uh, also on another note I've started watching Fargo again mm. So I watched season one a long time ago, and I remember it was really good, and I never watched season two, and now there's season three. So I'm watching season two, because hmm. I do know it happens before season one. So I'm going to watch season two, then season one, and then season three. Interesting. I will report back. Awesome. Do you know if it's supposed to be like the movie at all, or is it like related? I have no idea. I've never seen the movie. 
Neither do I, I. Think, I was just I think it is. I think it is like the, season one. I think is the same, but I'm not sure um, exactly. But the actor from Sherlock, the guy who plays um, Watson, is in Fargo. Season I haven't one. seen that, so I don't know who that is. <gasps> you need to watch <laughs> Sherlock. ASAP. I'm gonna Google it because I know I need to know. It's on Netflix. Uh, do, 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 do. I think his name's Martin something. I'm trying to see if I can find it quickly. Um, let's see. Of course not. Oh, here we go. Uh, Martin Freeman. Yes. See, knew it. Oh, he looks anyway. familiar, but I can't figure out what the fuck I know him from. Yeah, he's in. Um, I don't know. But anyways, kind of just like scrolling. Anyways, it doesn't fantastic. matter. Fantastic and he's in it and he has like he's actually british but he has a minnesota accent and it's fantastic he is oh, in the hobbit that's why you recognize him he's yes in. that's definitely what it's from because you know you're a giant nerd and you like that whoa <laughs> i don't need this from you <laughs> it's said in a loving way i love your nerdiness i'm here <laughs> for it exactly that's why i am the founder of jzit um <laughs> you're welcome for that honestly though <laughs> anyways so that's my bummer do you have a bummer or i mean i guess anything fun <laughs> do you have something else really sad you want to share with everybody who listens to this oh, well um, this podcast is kind of a bummer in general i mean truly um oh this there's a funny story from saturday so on saturday i went out for my friend mackenzie's birthday yeah and we went to a bar and I went to the bathroom and this girl looks at me and was like oh did you also use a fake ID to get into here <laughs> I was like excuse me that's fantastic no I'm old yeah I was like uh, no not so much 